Hello everyone and welcome back to So Here's What We Did, where we have candid conversations about modern mindful parenting. I'm Angela and I'm joined with my husband, Saru. Hey, how y'all doing out there? Did you notice how I left out all those adjectives that well, you... Well, you know, that's why I was kind of <laughs> just, you know, I was into it, but kind of like, you know, whatever, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you talked me out about it last time, so I, I left him out this time. So well, you, I like, well, you know, do what you do. You can try it out and see how you feel. Yeah, go back. So I want to thank you guys for the overwhelming response that we've been getting on this series about relationships. We have gotten so many comments and emails and um, messages regarding you know how much you guys have enjoyed this content. Why do you think that this resonates with our listener friends so much? Because this is the most important decision that a person can make. You know, I, I really don't think people really think about, you know, how's it going to end? You know, how am I going to get through, you know, whatever goes on with this relationship? So it's, I don't think there's anything more important than, you know, the, the relationship two people have together when they're raising kids. For sure. And, you know, this week as I was in my thoughts and just doing my regular tasks and I've been talking to my parents and uh, my siblings and I noticed that really this is something that people are not taught. So therefore, a lot of times they don't learn about how to select a good mate. Um, I think I was talking to my mom and she was talking to me about church. And I spent a lot of time, I grew up in a Pentecostal church for a while. And then I grew up in a Baptist church for a while. And um, we didn't really learn about dating. There was no, I would have loved for there to have been a class about or, you know, how to present yourself as a young lady or a young man, but there wasn't. So I think maybe other people feel this way, and this is maybe why this this series has been so impactful. One thing for a lot of people, you know, they still haven't reached a level of success. They're in a relationship, they're, you know, doing their best to take care of their kids, but, you know, they don't really have any ideas how to fix their issue Um, and I think a lot of people are are looking for help and, you know, how can I fix my problem? Right. And, but I think too, at this point, we have to address the people who have not even found their mate yet. And they've been on the receiving end as a child, um, in a marriage that was incompatible or they have been, they have a sibling or a friend who is really having a tough time with a relationship. And that can either make you really kind of withdraw and not really want to enter into a relationship yourself, or it can give you bad examples. Oh, man, bad examples. You know, our parents give us what's normal. You know, they teach us the most basic things as far as what food you can eat, um, you know, what's dangerous to you, what colors are. So, you know, whether you're, you know, sitting down and, and consciously thinking about telling them or talking to them about being in a relationship, your actions are showing that to them. And so, you know, if you're bringing in, you know, multiple partners and you don't care about what your kids see, it's going to have an impact on everything. It definitely will. And there's so much visual attraction now to certain traits in a mate you know i I love music i i know most of you enjoy music for you know 
some level of enjoyment. A lot of the music that we're listening to right now puts a lot of emphasis on a certain three-letter word, um, and it's it's sex. And I think a lot of times we lose sight of the qualities that we really want in a mate moving forward beyond just the physical um, intimacy and just the looks of a person. So that's what we hope to take a deep, deep dive into today. Because, you know, it, it just, it wows me out, you know, the number of people who get with folks in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? They got somebody, you got somebody, you in the club drunk, and then you fall in lust, and then now you all tangled up in an entanglement, I think is what Jada said, you know? <laughs> and so you don't end up where you thought it was going to go. And so I think you have to go back to when I'm choosing a mate, see you know, she ain't going to say it. I'm going to say it. This ain't about no sex. You know, if y'all need to go have sex, go do what you do. But at some point in time, you know, hopefully your, your, your physical relationship is also with a mental relationship. And think, okay, if I get with this person and they go into the club three or four times a week, if we do decide to settle down and have kids, it, is this individual going to want to stop that lifestyle? Because... If you hoping that somebody is different than what they're showing you, you're just going to be confused. And they'll never be what you want them to be, even though now y'all might have two kids. So it's like when we enter into this relationship, what are we looking for? What characteristics in this other person do I want to see raising my child? You know, growing old with me. Being together 360 days, you know, again, for me, it only feels like two. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, you know, fresh every day. That's right. But you got to think about mm -hmm. that when you decide to especially get intimate with somebody. Right. And I think for me, this message is so important because at different places throughout our lives, we're either the ones that are dating, trying to find a great mate. We are parenting a child that's seeking a, a, a life partner, or we're somehow interacting with someone who has made an ill-advised choice. Right. And now there's this fallout, and there are these children. Now what do we do? And I feel like, you know, as problem solvers, and I feel like we, we both are kind of problem solvers. That's we right. want to challenge assumptions and help you all That's set right. goals. It's important for us to just, again, dial it way back. Way back. To how are you guys making your decisions? How are people making their decisions about their mates? So that's what we're going to tackle today. What do you look for when you are choosing a mate? What did you look for when you were choosing a mate? You know, the sad thing about this is I almost got married not even thinking about, you know, what my relationship was going to be like five, ten years from now. And the, um, uh, the tomorrow that I saw with this individual, it, it, it wasn't a life where I was going to be faithful. And I was in the relationship knowing, you know, she probably going to let me do it. You know, I'm going to do what I do. And, and so there was... You know, I just remember this one time I looked out and I said, you know what? 
I want better for me. Not that I'm not with a, a great person, but this isn't what I want for me. This isn't what I want for my children. And so then who a person was became so much more important than will they holler at me? Um, can I hit it quick? You know, all of these things that go into, you know, how we see each other, especially when we go to a nightclub. You know, so what did I look for? I wanted to find the mother of my children. And I think, you know, if you using that type of criteria, when you truthfully trying to holler at somebody, that's how you see somebody on one date and be like, that's the wife of my children. And it's not this one factor. It's for you specifically. What's going to complete you as a person? You know, we're half of a great thing. We need somebody to complete us, not make us better, not make us worse, but to complete us. And so, you know, you might need somebody to, to keep a real tight schedule because, you know, <laughs> you might not be so well in that. They, you know what I'm saying? They're making you complete. I, I don't know, over here rambling. So. No, that was really good. But here's my challenge, though. So what if the person has already found that that potential mate and they feel like they'll be a great mother to their children? You know, I, what was it back in the day? Broad hips, good for breeding. But... Being a good mother to your children doesn't necessarily make every person faithful. And we know that infidelity is a surefire way or a very quick way to deteriorate the, you know, the walls of a strong foundation of a marriage. But the key to what I said is I was looking for my wife. And, and you know, there's nothing that you can make a blanket statement about there's there's you know when i look at different people you know ones that both the female and the male i know i couldn't be with them you know they weren't made for me and i'm not saying there's only one person made for you i like you know that, that that's not where i'm going with this but what i'm saying if 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 being faithful to somebody is important to you then that's something that you should have to find out very early on me personally if I'm dating you, and this is what I've seen over and over and over again, I don't be seeing nobody leave they 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 main person. They just got these, you know, these add-ons. And so if you meeting somebody and they already tell you they got a man, please understand that at some point in time, you're probably going to be messed up in the same, going back and forth, meet somebody, old person still hanging on, looking for some new situation. Wow, that's a lot. So I want to take this opportunity to share our companion reading material. It can be found at psychcentral.com, titled Why We Choose the Mates We Do and How to Choose the Best Mate for You, written by Dr. Dan Neuharth. Um, for me, I also was engaged to be married to someone else before we, we magically found that each that other. Exist. I'm stroking your like shoulder. A, a whole other, <laughs> you know, realm of reality that wasn't real. That's right. That's right. And it was all a dream. 
as I've shared with you, my listening friends before, um, I wasn't necessarily raised with the best outlook on marriage. Um, it always seemed like it was an arrangement of sorts, right. um, a transfer of, of goods and services. And for me in that relationship, um, I wasn't safe. Right. <laughs> I didn't feel safe. I wasn't safe. And, and you know, and, and I don't know where he's going with this, but... And one will never know now. <laughs> no, go with it. Go with it. Go with it. You just, you know, had me in it for a second. Because you, you, you talked about something just really big and how a man and, you know, I don't get into, you know, what the relationship looks like, but two people should protect each other. Protect them physically, protect their, their spirit, protect their minds, protect their hearts. You know, that's what being with somebody is. And, and this is why I laugh when people say they can love multiple people. And I say, that's fine. You got a big heart. I said, but when, when you love in the other person, how do you make the other one feel? Hmm. And so, you know, you full of all this love, but but mostly you full of, you know, that <laughs> shiznit. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you always that's lying funny. to somebody. And how can you care about somebody but you constantly lying to them. These things, they do not exist. Either you care about somebody or you do the things to hurt them. Now, you might say, I'm not trying to hurt them, but if you find out what I'm doing, you're going to be hurt. So if I'm doing these things, I really can't say that I'm digging you and I'm pouring my heart into you for you to protect me also. Because, you know, I don't need protection. Because I got, you know, I'm running so fast here and there. I don't never develop true feelings for anybody. So, you know, that protects me, you know, in a way. Right, right. In my case, I wasn't safe physically. I definitely wasn't safe emotionally and even my health-wise. I wasn't safe um, because this person didn't truly care about me. Um, they were not trying to protect me. And I think a lot of what set me up for this perfect storm of a disaster that was happening it was going to happen on a a major scale had i gone through with this marriage is that i never had anybody really talk to me about right. what you should be looking for in a mate um and this goes for i don't care what your your sexual orientation is we are a um we don't care about that you should be looking for a mate that's going to make you feel good so if you hear us saying man and woman, you insert whatever right. um, variable you want to insert into that equation because this is a very inclusive right. environment. We want everyone to feel welcome. We want everyone to find their seat at the table. And we want everyone to know that we care about you and that we love you. So please know that as we're moving forward. Um, this No one ever sat down and talked to me about what to look for in a mate. Right. And that is something that I spend a lot of time even with my boys that are ages 10, 12, and 15 on some level. Now, for my teenager, we're talking about things that you should be looking for in a mate. Right. For my younger children, I'm more modeling the types of qualities that I hope they will grow accustomed to so as it will be familiar to them when they are seeking a mate because they're quite a ways away from that. But I think, you know, kind of what you're saying with the, the modeling of it, and, and this, you know, they're not really related, which is funny. You know, I would love to say I'm doing this for this reason, and that, that's not really the case. You know, but what I'm saying is, um, 
I want to show them their parents having a good relationship. I want to show them respecting a person, being able to laugh with a person. And so, you know, it's 20,000 fold because it's one, how great is your life? If you're able to communicate with someone, you're able to love someone, you're able to trust someone, and you're able to be vulnerable. You know, a lot of times, you know, it's healthy for us to laugh at the tragedies in our life, but we have to know, as wifey said, that we're not going to be judging each other. We're not going to be um, putting this little tidbit in my pocket. So when we get to fighting, you know, at some point in time, now I got ammunition that, you know, bang, 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 shoots you up. So, you know, that's why this whole thing is important because how much happier can I be as an individual when my relationship with, you know, my, 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 my wife is good to the point where we can laugh, we can cry, we can pour out our feelings and not care uh, you know, how it may come off because we know that it's just us. And it's like, you know, I ain't trying to tell nobody how to do their thing, but I'm telling you, if you want that, then there's certain things that you're going to have to look for. There's certain things that you're going to have to tolerate on day one, or shall I say, not tolerate more specifically. Because if you just let these, these things go by, they're constantly telling you that you really ain't that, you know, for them. No, that's right. That's right. And I feel, you know, I was thinking everything that you're explaining. I know you used to be a science teacher, for those of you who didn't know that. There is a science to all of this. There is a science and there are several theories that break down why we are attracted to certain people and why certain people are subsequently receptible or receptive, rather, right. to us and that attraction. So I want to take this time to to touch on some of those things. So I think this would be a great sort of like an outline. You know, this is something that you guys can listen to when you right. know you are going into these sorts of conversations with your children, your adult children, because we're again we're not interested in just serving people with children at a certain age. Right. We, we even want to serve the children <laughs> that haven't even been born That's yet. Right. That's <laughs> we right. We want to make for sure that good choices are made from the very, very beginning. Because that, that knowledge is power. That's right. So Dr. Nurharth, um, based on several theories, and if you read through the companion material, you will see um, some of these theories listed in great detail. But one of the things is we tend to pick people close to our self-assessment of our own attractiveness and our desirability. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I think people date people that look like them. And not always, though. Well, I'm just saying, maybe not, you know, right away. But I think, you know, the more we eat the same foods, the more we live in certain, you know, uh, humidity conditions in our house and we live in different places... You know, we already may have a certain look about us, but I think, you know, we are looking for, uh, I don't want to say family like, you know, don't holler at your cousins. Please don't go holler at your cousins. That's <laughs> not what I'm saying. Um, but I do think we look in the mirror so often that a lot of times, and I'm not talking about race, 
I'm talking about whatever it is that you see when you look in the mirror. I think you're looking for your tribe. And, and you think that you are based on what you see, even though sometimes, sometimes our, 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 our lenses are off because of our traumas. And so, you know, even though we're looking in there and we're, we're trying to find our tribe, sometimes it's not, you know, the, these, the, these visible things that we see. You know, it's more about how it's going to go at the end. Um, go ahead, yeah. No, that's very true. I completely agree with that. Um, here at So Here's What We Did, we like to talk about what we did. So yeah. here's what I did. <laughs> I feel for the most part of my life with my dating, and I think this is the case with a lot of women particularly, you kind of date who's interested in you. Right. You know, I hadn't really ever gotten to the point yet before I met you that I was really even looking for certain things. Right. Um, I kind of was just haphazardly, you know, moving about. If this person was interested in me, I could, you know, be interested in you as well. Right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, feelings will grow from mm-hmm. there. But I never felt that strong attraction until I saw you. That's right. <laughs> You'll never find. What's with the songs today? Yeah, that's what it is. But I know that when I first <laughs> saw you, and you already know this, don't make me blush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was very attracted to you. That's right. Like I've like I've never been attracted to anybody. And I always felt like and I still feel this way. Oh my gosh, he's so handsome. Like every now and again, we're at the grocery store and like we might split up and say, okay, I'm going to go get the Yukon Gold Potatoes, my favorite. And I, you're going to go get the cheese, which is on the other side of the store. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be, and then we'll meet up. So then we'll, I'll kind of be walking back to you and I'll just kind of see you. And I'm like, oh, who is that? And I was like, wait, that's all me. That's right. <laughs> You know, I still feel that way. That's right. So I do feel um, we do tend to pick people close to our own self-assessment of our own attractiveness and our desirability. Um, I don't know how I dodged this bullet, but I've always had a pretty high uh, self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always felt like I deserved goodness, good things. I deserve to be safe. I deserve to be loved and admired and, and wanted. So you gave me that right away and I was able to receive it. So in that case, I do feel like I did select you and choose you to be my mate or I was open to you being my mate right. because of my own assessment of my attractiveness and desirability. Right. I didn't have, I didn't go into the relationship perfect, but I didn't have low self-esteem. Right. Man, mine, it, it was completely different. It's completely different. You better be close. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's like, you know, just thinking back to why I was who I was for so long. And, you know, in my regular house, you know, I can definitely say that, you know, my mom was very, very supportive. Um, she was a great mother. And I didn't really have issues as far as being loved. But... There was this one situation where the only way I can say it is, is I was, you know, I was abused. And so thinking back, 
you know, I never had a girlfriend. I had people that called me their boyfriend, but I never had a girlfriend. Like, I never really liked anybody. And it wasn't like nothing to do with them. I just didn't see them really as anything but but objects. So it's like, you know, I wasn't a bad person. People could see that I was, you know, I was cool and that I wouldn't hurt them intentionally, but I never saw them, you know. And I think tracing back, it was that trauma that I don't know if it, I don't know how it, it shaped my mind early on. But I think a lot of the reason that people do what they do is because of the different traumas that they had. And until, you know, whatever happens and you're able to get through that trauma, because I think, you know, when I looked for you, it was after I had dealt with that trauma. And it was like, I didn't go back and, you know, I didn't need to apologize or have anybody apologize to me. But in the same hand, you know, I understand that that's why these things happen. You know, I'm going to give a public service announcement real quick, you know, before we just go too far. Um, but I think that's why it's very important to, to learn who you are, to know who you are. And for a lot of people, me included, it was very necessary that I went and spoke to somebody to, to get things worked out to where I could go looking for a relationship in the right way. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. I mean, I already knew that. It's all good. I'm flying like an eagle now. I know, but you know, I don't feel that you owed anybody an apology. I think you were owed an apology, and I respect and admire you for seeking the help that you know. That's right. That you got so that you could move forward in a healthy way. That's right. All right. It's so. about being healthy. That's right. And doing those things to get healthy. That's right. Because a lot of us, you know, when you talk about trauma. You ain't bring it on yourself. And here it is, a part of your life, a part of your mind, and, and, you know, having an impact on how you are moving forward. It ain't your fault. But just because it's not your fault don't mean that there's nothing you can do to get past it. That's so true. So true. So before that we move past this first section here about attractiveness and desirability, I would say definitely um, do the work to evaluate, you know, how you feel about yourself because I don't necessarily feel like people complete one another. I feel like we should come to the table as complete beings. Mm -hmm. Now there can be traits that are complementary to each other. Like I can be a little bit better about, let's say, organizing things in our household, but you are absolutely better at managing money than me. That's it's right. just a fact. Um, so I think definitely have come into the relationship as a whole person. Mm-hmm. Do the work. Seek therapy if you need to. Right. Unlearn the the toxic things that you That's may right. have learned or um, break those trauma bonds, those bonds that were formed under duress before you move into a new relationship. So it can grow from a healthy place. You know, what's funny, you had mentioned how the music has an impact on how we see each other in relationships. Um, And it's so interesting thinking how music had that same impact in our lives. Because when I was talking about being complete, it was at Cisco 
without you, girl, my life is incomplete. <laughs> you are so, but but it's, you are it's the most. But I'm just saying, you know, it, it's my life being, mm-hmm. you know, incomplete. Aww. But I I, com- I completely agree with boss that, that that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, I ask people, what do you want out of your life? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to do when you're 50, 60, 70? And I hope I live to a buck 20. But what do you want life to look like? Do you want to be by yourself? And I'm not, you know, if you want to be by yourself, be by yourself. But I know for myself, I can't wait. Although I hope it doesn't come soon, but I can't wait to grandparent and to pour all my love into my grandbabies. But, you know, being almost 50 and being able to have the, the level of support that I can give my children, there's absolutely nothing that I would rather do more than what I'm doing. And there's a different dream I have for, you know, 55. And I have a different dream for 65. I don't want to be doing then what I'm doing now. And it's not that I don't love what I'm doing now because I'm so happy I'm doing something now that I wasn't doing 10 years ago. But this is how we evolve as people when we're going into a direction that we want to be in. You know, we don't have to keep rehearsing the mistakes that we made. But we got to think about what am I going to be looking for 30 years from now? Because if you run in the streets at at, at 30 and you run in the streets at 40, by the time you get 60 or 70, your life is going to be so fractured. With all of these thises and thats. And nobody can come together because my mom and my, 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 my dad, they don't get along because of somebody else's boyfriend and somebody's this, that, and the third. Or, even worse than that, you disown your child because of the hidden relationship that you had. Which is what has broken so many families. So thinking about... What do I want from my life? Because at the end of the day, that's, that's the only thing that matters is your life as an individual. But I think the fuller your life is, is when you have people around you that truly love and care for oh, you. Absolutely. That's at the heart of all of it. You have to be surrounded by people who love and support you. Let's talk about some of these, these highlights here in our companion reading material. We value people who are similar to us. We value physical attractiveness and status. It also lists here, we value people who live or work close by. I do know it is important to try and, mm, I would say, surround yourself with like-minded people. I think, you know, oftentimes we'll watch uh, Grey's Anatomy. We love Grey's Anatomy. We've been watching it. um, We discovered it late, but we've been watching it since the very beginning. And something that we've often commented on, like, why don't these doctors look for their mates outside of this hospital. <laughs> like if you do like a, a flow chart, everybody is connected in that hospital in some way, shape or form. And it's a lot of it is because of relationships. But I do think if you are seeking a mate that's of a certain type of, let's say a faith as you, you might want to start, um, looking around your religious community and by looking around i mean when you attend church um be open to um invitations to other youth groups or other small groups or a singles ministry or a couple's ministry 
this is something you want to um, make your pool uh, as desirable as, as possible. If you want to date a person that is professional, that's something you seek as a mate. You want a, a person who is uh, educated. I don't personally believe in boxing yourself in in that way, but if you want to date a person that is a, of a certain um, um, intellectual level, perhaps, you know, join a group, a group that's, you know, that maybe it's a trivia group or a group for academics um, seeking mates, or even look, if you're in, attending university or if you're in school, you know, you might look at possible classmates as a potential mate. I think it, we do value people who live or work close by because they share characteristics that we embody as people. Well, and you know, most of the time we do everything within our community. So it's like, you know, it's impossible. I don't say it's impossible, but it's hard for you to fall in love with somebody, you know, because you get online dating. So, you know, don't matter yeah, where you live true. at. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, why do I date people who I, I work with? Because that's who I see all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then if we develop somewhat of a, a, a relationship, a friendship, then, you know, we can kind of push the limits a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy to do it that way. You know, then you, you step out that and you go to your church. You know, these are places that, you know, you're guaranteed to see people pretty often. Right. You know, as opposed to, do I have enough nerve to go holler at old girl I see at the grocery store? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, online has made that dating a little bit look differently. But if you're not interested in online dating... You know, you got to come in contact with them to, to even start the relationship going. Right. And more than likely, you know, you might see somebody just traveling through town. But more than likely, unless it's at an event, you're going to be hollering at people that's close to you. Right. And I think it's like-minded interests, too. I mean, if you are very into working out, like one of our oh, sons yeah. is very into working out. He's very um, into healthy eating. Well, I would think naturally, you know, if he meets someone at the gym or he meets someone at a... Um, bodybuilding convention right. or a nutritional um because you had the same conversation right right you're yeah you're very interested in the same things and i think yeah that does stimulate healthy conversations oh, yeah. which could move on to other things because you're real close mm -hmm. you know you're talking the same talk so they they understand what you're talking yeah. about then next thing you know you're looking in the eyes oh. then next thing you know you're thinking this person's kind of cute yeah, yeah. something like that Here's a couple more, and you can tell me. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. I don't have any thoughts now. You do. I Women know. tend to have higher standards than men. <laughs> I mean, it's all in what you're looking for. Okay. You know, because I've had some girls that were interested in dating me, and I was just like, you know, now I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. You know, I'm just going a little deep here. You got to be careful of lust. And, and I've never wanted to fall in love with somebody I just lusted after. So there was a lot of people that I turned down because I was like, you know, I don't really like you, but you bad. So I think I'm a holler. But that's the easiest way to get tricked. And, you know, I saw too many people, whether it be athletes or what have you, get tricked. And the person was only in love with, with you know, who they were the fame they gave them, the the, the the finance or what have you, they wasn't looking for a regular person. They was looking for somebody who fit the bill of being, you know, 20 mil a year or what have you. Right, like the, um, like 
real housewives of right. everything right. or the basketball wives. You know, I think a lot of times, and I don't know these people personally, I could be way off, but sometimes it seems like they're choosing people that live or work close by is always near the basketball arena. Yeah, it's always <laughs> by the arena. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> um, a few more here. Men tend to prefer women of their own age down to five years younger, while women tend to prefer men of their own age up to five years older. Now that I do, yeah. I do kind of agree with that because I'm, you're older than me by what, four years? Yeah. Um, but I always, I mean, I just, I don't know. I always just felt like you were so wise and handsome and so well-rounded and just right. intelligent, you know, so. I, I think <laughs> men fall more in love with their eyes. And I think women fall a little bit more in love with their brains. And they want to see a man that's accomplished a little bit. You don't tell me about what you want to do. You know, you're five years older than me. More than likely, you've had an opportunity to really explore a career. You know, the man ain't necessarily, and I know, you know, there's, different in wages, you know, for different genders or what have you. But I don't think the man is looking at it from the standpoint of how you can add to my life in that way. Most of the time, he's just trying to get intimate. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> just keeping it real. Y'all know I keep it real. Yeah, well, that's something we come to uh, rely on you that's for. Right. And finally, this is the part that I really like, you know, Value, valuing the following characteristics and potential mates, warmth and kindness, sincerity, intellectual openness. You were just talking about that dependability, uh, loyalty, altruism, likeliness of being a good person, emotional stability That's right. and companionability, not compatibility. It says companion ability. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I mean, that really sums it up, you know. I want to be with someone. Thirty-eight minutes. Mm-hmm. If you, at some, you know, I, I, I need to get these, these again. They on the website, and it was thirty-seven, thirty-eight minutes. They hit it right there. They did. I feel like warmth and kindness. You know, I've always felt like, like even when I first met you, you were so warm and kind, and it wasn't even like weird or slimy. You just were kind. How are you today? Oh, can I, you know, do this for you? Like so kind, and then sincere and oh i'm sorry likeliness of being a good parent oh my see i said that one wrong likeliness of being a good parent i mean i felt like i knew you'd be a good father like and i i couldn't have known that we were going to have three sons right but i feel like not only would you have been a great parent to our daughters if we had daughters but you are an impeccable parent to our sons i mean i would not want anybody else to raise them they are so responsible and so kind because of you and so strong and masculine because of you. And I love that. But I think that that's what goes into, you know, what do I see our relationship being? You know, you're not guaranteed to, to be blessed with children or, you know, to want children or what have you. But if I do have kids, you know, how am I going to feel with them spending time with just them? Or heaven forbid something happens to me and, you know, they got to be just with them. You know, how will I feel about that? And so 
Man, that, that's big right there, man. Right. And then also, too, you know, not everybody wants to have children. Right. A person can desire to be married and not want children. We know some people that are in very long-term relationships right, right, and long, right. long-standing marriages, and they don't have a desire to have children. I still feel like these qualities serve them well, too. That's right. The likeliness of being a good parent, I mean, those are traits that are that are good, mm-hmm. you know, a, a teacher, a good listener, um, someone who is emotionally stable, that can give good advice and, you know, be with them through the good and the bad. That's I mean, right. I think those are good traits, whether or not you have any desire to be a parent or not. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it. So, that's it? That's all you got? What do you mean? It's your job to... No, Tell I'm, me when I'm to... I'm trying to see if you had any other, you know, topics, tidbits that you wanted to explore before we close this thing out. I'm just trying to see what you got. You, no, you, 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 don't, you don't need to be looking over here at my notes. Okay. Uh-huh. So your notes is done. <laughs> my notes are done. Okay, your notes is done. Yeah, I feel funny saying that, but it sounds so right. Your notes is done, right? Like That's I'm right. from New York. All right, so from everything you talked about with finding a mate, what you're looking for, what you ain't looking for. Um, what's your final word on it? My final word on this, and it's going to sound so cliche, and it is to follow your heart and let that lead you. But don't forget to keep a good head on your shoulders and be sound in your mind. And the reason why I say that is your heart is going to say, oh my gosh, you know, I feel this certain way when I'm around this person. But don't be so clouded in that where you get yourself into a situation that's not healthy or it's not safe. But follow your heart. You know, if you're around someone and you kind of just feel like, oh my, you know, you get those little flutters, that might be something that's worth exploring with sound mind. Mm -hmm. And then just see where that goes. And always be open to listening to wise counsel. You know, um, if there is an older person that you admire, or a person who's been married for a while, or they've been in a seriously committed um, relationship for a long time, talk to them. And if there's questions that you have about how to pursue um, a long-term relationship, don't be afraid to talk to someone who is where you want to be. So follow your heart and wise counsel. So for me, and I too feel that this is crazy what I'm saying, um, my word is to fix yourself, to strive to be as healthy as possible. Because, you know, not to say that you're a piece of meat, but if you're healthy as possible, you're going to be that, 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 that porterhouse steak that, outshines every other thing inside the the, the butcher case. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so don't have it to where, you know, you have these deficiencies. So a person that's looking to prey on somebody is going, you know, fill you out. Be as healthy as possible because the healthier you are, the more somebody else that's healthy is going to naturally see you as a mate. Because, you know, as they said in the first one, you know, we do look for what we see in the mirror. So if you're wounded, it's a good chance you're going to be looking for somebody that's wounded. 
If you see somebody healthy, you're going to want your mate to be of the same tribe that you're in. And you're going to want them to be healthy too. Oh, I completely agree with that. I'm so glad you said that. I um, remember reading something or seeing something a while ago that basically said if you are a person that's broken, you know, you have these traumas that have been unaddressed. You basically, it's like you have a scent. Mm-hmm. And predators, people who are looking to exploit you and hurt you and abuse you, they have a, a particular type of antenna and they're just scoping the room to try and find the person with this type of brokenness. That's right. And they don't, you know, I, like I feel like old people say this, like they don't mean you any good. I know it sounds so funny and it probably sounds broken, like depending upon where you are regionally. But, I mean, this person don't mean you no good. And they're going to hurt you and they're going to take advantage of you and you are going to be so lost and so downtrodden. So, as Hubby said, you know, do that work so that you go into the relationship as a whole, complete individual. And if someone doesn't treat you the way that you are accustomed to being treated, or if someone doesn't make you feel safe, because you know what safety feels like. If someone doesn't, is not kind or doesn't make you feel loved and wanted, because you know what love and being wanted feels like, you can quickly move away from that. Fly away. All righty. That's it. Well, thank you guys. This has been so much fun. This is the conclusion of our series on relationships. Thank you guys so much for all of the feedback that you have given to us regarding this series. And maybe it's something that we'll touch on again, um, moving on. But if you guys have any questions or if you have any comments, please visit us at our website, www.sohereiswhatwedid.com. Please drop us a line. But until next time, we love you, love you, love you. And let's do this again real soon. Bye.